0: Play action. Kirk rolls out to the left, looking for C.J. Ham. Found him. Touchdown! Second touchdown of his career for C.J. Ham.
1: Um, coaches always say expect the ball in every single play. You okay. Know, whenever you're running the route, whenever you're out there on the field, uh, expect the ball mm-hmm. and on that play specifically. Uh, I know there's a good chance the ball might come to me. And, yeah just got to do my job do my job the best I can and I was fortunate enough to be open up. yeah
0: welcome to the Minnesota Vikings podcast with your host Mike Wabshaw and Chris Corso
2: hey everyone welcome back it's another episode of the Minnesota Vikings podcast I'm your host Mike Wabshaw coming to you from TCO Studios in Egan joined as always by Chris Corso Jay Nelson the producer behind the scenes we've got a jam-packed show for you guys in what is going to be a jam-packed week for the Minnesota Vikings and for Grant Ripath as we produce as much content as we can on a short week before the Vikings play the Washington Redskins on Thursday evening. So in the show this week, we're going to have a guest. It's Vikings fullback C.J. Ham, who scored a touchdown in the Vikings' win over the Detroit Lions last Sunday, the second touchdown of his career. One of a few Vikings who got into the end zone for a first. Kyle Rudolph got into the end zone for a first time this season. Well, the B.C. Johnson got into the end zone for the first time in his career. So an offensive outburst for the Minnesota Vikings as they defeated the Detroit Lions 42-30. So we're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk to C.J. Ham in a minute. We're going to get to the fan voicemail box. We have a top five for you as well. So it's going to be a jam-packed show. Let's set the stage, though, for the week. The Vikings, Chris, beat the Lions on Sunday, and that was just the start so what's a super busy week as the Vikings get ready to play a short uh, on a short week against the Redskins.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. The Vikings actually had to release an injury report on Monday. They will have to do the same on Tuesday and on and on Wednesday. The Vikings did not practice on Monday, so it was just an estimation for that injury report. Mm-hmm. And going forward, the Vikings will pr- We'll prepare for the Redskins starting on Tuesday afternoon, and man, that game comes real quick yeah. on Thursday night. So it's going to be uh, a tough little turnaround, especially for Adam Thielen, who had a tough injury in the Lions game. But we saw the way the offense just rebounded right away, and a bunch of young players stepped in, as you said. So that was that was awesome. So. We'll see what Vikings will step up this week yeah. and who will excel against the Redskins because I think it's going to be a good matchup for them at home.
2: Well, the um, the good news for the Vikings here in this short week is that they will be the home team. The game will be at U.S. Bank Stadium against the Redskins. And when you're playing on a short week, having that travel day um, is just one level of difficulty more than the home team has. And if you look historically at Thursday Night Football, you see it's, um, it's a game that is won by the home team at a higher rate than usual for home teams. Absolutely. So, That does not mean it will be easy for the Vikings. It just means um, they they have that advantage built in this week, and it's something they have not had on Thursday night football games in Mike Zimmer's tenure. They did play at home against the Cowboys, uh, but that was not a short week for either team because both teams played at home, or both teams played on Thanksgiving the week before, so it was a Thursday-to-Thursday game. I remember that. This is really the first short week home game for Mike Zimmer and the Vikings, and um, so that is an advantage that's built in for the Vikings here as they get ready. Um, For the Redskins. Another thing that we want to mention is it's Primetime Purple Week. This used to be known as Color Rush. Now it's not called Color Rush anymore. For the Vikings, it's Primetime Purple. So the Vikings will be in their purple jerseys and purple pants on Thursday night. And the Vikings also have unveiled uh, a new collection of merchandise, Primetime Purple. So we encourage everyone to go to the Vikings app or go to to the Vikings team store on Vikings.com or go into the actual vikings locker room store if you're local here in in minnesota and you can get to um, to the locations uh, there's one here at, at TCO Performance Center and then of course there's one in the Mall of America so get in there or get online and buy your um, primetime purple Vikings merchandise. I'm going to try and get sticky fingers in the merch closet and get my hands on some <laughs> so I can wear it to the football feast on Thursday in St. Paul um, which is where we're having it. We're having a game day Friday football feast on a Thursday this week. Uh, Voice of the Vikings Paul Allen and Paul Churchin will be hosting that from 9 to noon at Buffalo Wild Wings on Snelling Avenue in St. Paul so hopefully I can get my hands you probably already got some, you, get, yeah, every, you oh, get everything.
3: I got my Kirk Cousins uh color rush jersey, oh, primetime purple. I'm yeah. sorry, yeah, primetime purple jersey. You, so. you
2: probably got primetime merchandise because you get all the stuff, I get nothing, you get everything. Thanks to uh, Alan
3: Wertheimer for, for that.
2: Okay, well, thank you. I'm gonna run him down. I
3: you know what? I
2: asked him if I could have some stuff, and he said he didn't have any, so he gave you stuff, mm, maybe unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I'm going after him for sure. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. let him live that one down. Let's get to um, our guest. Okay, fine. The guest uh, for this week is C.J. Ham, who scored a touchdown against the Detroit Lions. He helped us get over the top and get our first divisional win, so we welcome C.J. into the studio now. It's been a big week for C.J. Ham because he scored a touchdown, which is the biggest deal, and as we're walking here, C.J., you saw you were on the victory wall, so that was <laughs> a big deal, and now you're on the Minnesota Vikings podcast.
1: Man, it's a trifecta. Trifecta, yeah. It's a good week.
2: <laughs> it is a good week, man, but most importantly, the Vikings won. We got a division win in a game that you scored a touchdown in, and you probably led the way for some other touchdowns. You got to feel good about how the offense looks this season, but particularly the last
1: three games. Um, yeah, definitely. In these last three games, we have um, definitely uh, you know, found who we are as, mm-hmm. as, you know, as, as an offense, and um, we've just been going out there executing,
2: executing our plays. I want to see how you answer this question because Kevin Stefanski, offensive coordinator, answered something a similar question a certain way. You said we're finding who we are. So how would you define that? Who who is the Vikings
1: offense? I mean, we've always known that we're going to be a physical team, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to you know obviously run the ball and get big. We've we've shown that in every single game and. Uh, I think these last three games, we, we just really stuck to that, and yeah. we've had success. Yeah.
2: You know, Kevin talked about when they get together in the meeting room, you know, early on in the week to get ready for an opponent, it's how do we go 1-0 and this week, and how we do that as an offense varies based on on who we're playing. Yep. Do you kind of agree with that, where it's like, some weeks it's like, you know, power football, run the ball a bunch, other weeks it's, you know, spread them out and be multiple. Do you see it that way too? Where you, as an offense, you kind of got to be able to to do it a, a few different ways.
1: Yeah, 100%. You definitely do have to. Uh, you know, a- every defense is different. They're gonna give you. They're gonna g- give you different things. They're gonna line up in different ways. And um, you know, as an offense, you got to find the best way to beat them. Yeah. And um, it it really seems uh, this season that we've been able to really stick to uh, our roots Mm -hmm. and um, just be physical.
3: What is it about Kirk Cousins in the play action that makes him like actually perfect when he's so there's something about the routine or the rhythm of the play action that he just throws a dart down the field pretty much like every
1: time, especially in the past three weeks. Uh, Yeah, um, I mean, we all all know that Kirk has been very good in the play action in in years past. Mm -hmm. And the way we've, we've been running the ball. Um, this season has definitely helped that, and you know his footwork, all the, all the mechanics when it comes down to you know executing the play action, no, he he does it very well. Yeah. When
2: that play is called in the huddle, the play you scored a touchdown on.
1: Play action. Kirk rolls out to the left, looking for C.J. Ham. Found
0: him. Touchdown. Second touchdown of his career for C.J. Ham. And Cousins has thrown three today. It's twenty-seven, twenty-one, Minnesota.
2: Do you? Do you know that ball's coming to you? Or do Either you just do you just know it's a possibility? And so what goes through your mind on that play, or a play like that, when you know you're running a route, as opposed to another play where you're running, you're going to be blocking somebody?
1: Yeah, I mean, coaches always say, you just expect the ball in every single play. You okay. know, whenever you're running the route, whenever you're out there on the field, expect the ball. Mm-hmm. And on that play specifically, I know there's a good chance the ball might come to me. And yeah just got to do my job the, do my job the best i can and i was fortunate enough to be open on that play yeah. did you catch a bunch of passes in college i did i caught okay. a lot of ball, balls in college
2: yeah and on different types of routes or same similar routes that you're running now um
1: more so catching screens and check downs okay. and stuff like that
2: it's a very familiar thing for you then it's not just you're a fullback and once in a while you get the ball thrown to you this is something that you're used to doing and you're um, comfortable
1: doing it for sure for sure i mean like i said uh, i caught i caught i caught a lot of passes in college and you know when i get put in those situations obviously there's going to be some times where you might drop the ball and stuff like that but um, for the most part it's just when I, when i'm put in on situations again um mm-hmm. you know i kind of go back to go back to those days and yeah. uh, you know just, it's exciting to have that opportunity
2: speaking of college you're going back there i understand
1: yeah i am going back this weekend
2: tell us what's happening oh man
1: <laughs> don't be embarrassed yes. come on tell us what's oh, happening man
2: they they're celebrating you
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you know they're they're having a little uh you know Celebrating me, I guess, and, and, and my class mm-hmm. of 2015. We're the last class to go to the playoffs, and oh, okay, get to go out there and do the coin flip and you know say something at halftime.
2: My mom went to Augustana.
1: Did she? She did. You bet. Yeah, you bet Augie doggy, huh? doggy. She was Augie Doggy. She was a Viking. <laughs> yeah. She was a Viking. You guys were the Vikings. You bet. Once a Viking, always a Viking. That's right, say, right. So well, that that'll be pretty fun. Yeah, it will be. It'll be a good time. What's yeah.
3: it like to just stick around the Minnesota Vikings? Obviously, you were you tried out here and you just stuck ever since. Um, you, try, we were, you were supposed to be a running back at the time and then you found this little niche at fullback and you haven't looked back It's been amazing the career you've had so far.
1: Um, it's, it's, it's truly been a blessing You know to be able to share this experience with my family with them being two hours away My wife's family's being about three hours away So just be able to share this experience with them and be close to home and um, it's just really special I mean, obviously I grew up watching the Vikings and you know, it's it's still surreal that I, that I'm here.
3: Did you ever imagine that you would have this kind of career with the Vikings when you first suited up for practice that day when you were trying out for the team?
1: Um, really, just I never I never really looked that far ahead. It was yeah. more so just day by day. day. Day by day, go out there and work. Go out there and prove it. Um, and make sure you know, and make sure you're not giving them a reason to uh, not not keep you here. Mm-hmm.
3: And and what was it like when you when you made the team? like what was your initial feeling? Did you, did you get told? Did you not get told? Because some guys have stories where they're just like, no one ever told me to leave, so I just never left. And some <laughs> of those stories are amazing to me. So can you share a little bit about what, what, what that day was like?
1: Um, it was, uh, so you're talking about when I made the practice squad or I made the, made the 53? When you made the 53. Yeah. Um, so it was the fourth, fourth preseason game and, you know, all the starters were taking off their pads. And I remember coach came over and told me that I can take my pads off too. And that was a that was a special moment. I remember yeah. it just like it was yesterday. And I mean, obviously, uh, I still even though I, even though I felt that right there, it was still like right, I don't can't believe anything until three yeah. o'clock tomorrow. You know, yeah. that's that that's <laughs> that's when the deadline goes. And I know the, I know the NFL is crazy. Stuff happens like that. But um, it, it, it was pretty cool to experience that.
3: Well, now you're catching touchdowns and spiking the ball in the uh, Detroit Lions <laughs> end zone, so that's
1: pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it sure is, man. And he's <laughs> on the
2: victory wall with caption underneath <laughs> his photo and the whole thing. You hate it because you're embarrassed. You don't <laughs> oh, like being man. celebrated. You're going to have a hard time at Augustan on Saturday, as much fun I, as you're going to have. I definitely have. am.
1: I, yeah. I, I definitely wanted want it to not be centered around, I know, around me.
2: I know, but you're you're worthy it's of being centered around, around you. You.
3: It's never centered around you. You're blocking for Dalvin <laughs> yeah. Cook. He's, he's making all the headlines, and then, uh, one touchdown.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that that's all you guys. I mean, I scored one touchdown <laughs> and you, you bring me in here. We brought him, you so in here, yeah.
2: I mean, we're guilty of I'm it just, too. I'm we're just chill.
1: trying to chill. Everyone, yeah. everyone's trying to show you love. Right? We're not. We're not letting you chill. It, There's
2: no chilling this week. A short week getting ready for a game on Thursday, man. That's tough. Not just this week, but in any week, what is it? When do you first dig into the opponent and start studying your opponent? I'm sure you got to let let the game digest at some point. You know, the previous mm-hmm. game and just just relax and chill, like you said. But when do you get going on the next opponent? Yeah.
1: So well, we we come in on Mondays and uh, we we watch the film of the game we just played. Yeah. Obviously, and then um, by Tuesdays our off day. But that's that's the day that the coaches uh, put in. You know, mm-hmm. put in all the
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, all the stuff in, the, in our playbooks to you know. Prepare for the next week, and that's when and that's when I dive in. That's when I dive in, and I watch all the you know base personnel, like with the with the fullback, yeah. with the fullback in the game, and you start watching some of those clips.
2: Yeah. What do you think about the Redskins?
1: They're a talented group. Yeah. I mean, that's they're they're one and six right now, I believe, right as a team. Yep, yeah. Yep. As a team, they're one and six, but their their defense is definitely talented. Mm-hmm. They got they got some first round picks up there. A lot of Alabama players. Yeah, exactly. A lot, lot of Alabama players who are first round picks. So they definitely have the talent um, on that side of the ball. I mean, they didn't give up a touchdown last week. Yeah, right. To, to to a good, to team. To a good team. team, to that's an right.
2: undefeated team, to an undefeated team. There's there's reason not to sleep on them. Now, did you watch? I'm sure you've watched film of that game. That that was crazy the field they were playing on. Yeah, like they were, they were mush. playing
1: in a pool, man. It's yeah. crazy.
2: They're <laughs> not gonna be like that on Thursday night, no. I don't think. No, I I, mean, I sure hope not. <laughs> no, I don't it shouldn't be. If there is, we got some serious <laughs> problems. Um, it's gonna be a primetime game at home. You guys are gonna have the primetime purple uniforms on, right? So yep. that, that there's gonna be I mean, it's the only game on TV. We were talking about this earlier. Um, it's just it's gonna have a different vibe, right, in the building that night, and I'm sure you guys are looking forward to playing in front of the fans. They're gonna be juiced up and ready to go. Their team's on a three-game winning streak, mm-hmm. and it's a home game in prime time. The building's gonna be fun. It
1: it, it really is, I mean, I, I I know I'm a little biased, but I feel like we do have the best fans and yeah. the best stadium in the whole NFL. So I already know in a prime time Thursday night game, we're wearing our color rush jerseys, which everybody loves. I mm-hmm. mean, um, it's it's gonna be rocking in there.
2: All right, man. Well, we appreciate your time. I appreciate rest, it, man. rest and recover. Get ready for this game. Good luck, Thursday. Thursday, right? I appreciate it. Thank you. All Thanks, right. man. All right, let's get into some news and notes. The Vikings defeated the Detroit Lions last Sunday, and now they play the Washington Redskins Thursday night football. So obviously a short week. So lots to get into a small amount of time, Chris. Let's uh, let's go back to the win at Ford Field. I took it in in person from the Vikings Radio Network booth. You were uh, working back here in Minnesota watching it. And, you know, the score – you know, looks lopsided, forty-two to thirty. Looks, it looks like you know, in control, and you probably cruise to a win. But we didn't cruise to a win. It was a competitive first half. Um, Vikings give up twenty-one points in the first half, but they also score twenty-one. And um, the Vikings defense then calms down for the rest of the game, only gives up nine points in the second half, and the Vikings offense continues to uh, to score. So, you know, two ways to look at that, right? You can be super happy about offense for the whole game, but you can be concerned about the defense in the first half. How do you look at it?
3: My major takeaways are this offense stepping up. We've always Mm -hmm. talked about, since I've been here five years, um, it's every year, It's you score 21 points, you get a win. Yeah. You score 21 points, you get a win. That stat ran for how many years now? Well, guess what? The past three weeks... It's been the Vikings offense scoring 42 points, 30-something points. I mean, every the, the past three weeks, it's been unbelievable. Kirk Cousins was not sacked once in the game. Yeah, um, He's been pretty much perfect, 976 yards, 10 touchdowns, one interception. That wasn't his fault in the past three games. So um, I've been really impressed to see the way the offense has been performing and the fact that five Vikings – reach the end zone in this game. So it's not just one player. Adam Thielen goes down and you see the rest of the team pretty much step up and it's a lot of young players mm-hmm. who are making some making some moves on offense for the Vikings. So I'm I'm impressed and I'm surprised a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a good surprise because I think they're going to keep this going and I see nothing but green pastures on the Vikings' schedule going forward. So. Well, I hope
2: so, and I hope that includes on Thursday night against the Redskins. I really like the way the offensive line is played. You know, um, we're we're running for a good average and for a good total yardage, obviously, and we're be, we're able to run the ball in short areas, like down at the goal line at the end of the game when Dalvin got in. Um, so I like that, and then you mentioned the pass protection, which has been clean. Here, here's a cool stat too. I got another stat I want to share later, but one stat that I discovered uh, with the help of Tom West in our PR department, he said, um, you know, the Vikings allowed six sacks at Soldier Field, but in the six other games this season, it's been six total sacks allowed in all six games. It's pretty good. So um, obviously, you can't throw the Bears game out. That that game happened, and we gave up six sacks, but in all the other games combined it's been six sacks, one sack a game. So offensive line playing really, really well. Give credit to Rick Dennison, the offensive line coach, Gary Kubiak, Kevin Stefanski, and, and, but also to the players. And um, earlier this week on X's and O's with Mike Zimmer, um, which actually Coach Zimmer um, wasn't on the show this week, it was Kevin Stefanski who stepped into into his place on a short week. He said, um, you know, the the key is, um, you know, everyone was asking him about play calls and more aggressive and unpredictable, and I like the way Kevin laid it out. He's like, the key is to have good players, you know, and the Vikings have good players on offense, and the Vikings offensive line is playing well, so it's all kind of coming together, and I think that's a key point that you made about five different players getting into the end zone, BC Johnson, first career touchdown, Kyle Ruff, first touchdown this season. Is, you know, we may be without Adam Thielen in this game. I mean, it
3: stands to reason that he wouldn't play, right? I mean, hamstring, short week, the whole thing. Yeah, Coach Zimmer said there's a chance um, in his press conference this week. um, Thielen also said he was hopeful. But for Thielen to say hopeful, it's because he hasn't missed a game in his career. So he's probably – he's a competitor. Yeah. He wants to be out there. But safe to say it might be smart for him to sit against the Washington Redskins we'll
2: see. in a short week. We'll see. But
3: if he does, you got to be encouraged with what you saw
2: last week in Detroit um, with so many guys stepping up and contributing. And i got to be honest with you, I'm kind of curious to see B.C. Johnson get a bunch of targets in a game just yeah. to see what
3: happens. Maybe a sleeper
2: in fantasy I this don't know. Week. We'll see. Seventh-round pick. But – um, you know, a guy who's who's impressed every step of the way and is gonna gonna possibly get a chance to get starter like reps if Adam Thielen can't go. Um Stefan Diggs was great in the game also.
3: He really was. Led the team in receiving yards, um, was pretty much a part of every big play, especially at the end of the game when he when the Vikings went deep, Coach Zimmer said we didn't come here to cower yeah. and run the clock down with running plays. Instead they went deep because they're th- I mean the confidence in Cousins to throw that deep ball right now. I think is through the roof, not only with the Vikings coaching staff, mm-hmm. but with him himself and his teammates. Which maybe you could say that wasn't there in the beginning of the season, but right now it's clicking. Um, that's a play that really was huge. Diggs did drop a, a ball earlier in the game. Um, he actually tweeted about it and made a joke about it after the game because it didn't yeah. didn't cost us. But man, without him on the field, I don't know. I don't know where we would be because he had over 140 receiving yards and. Man, has he been exp- he's been explosive yep. the past two weeks. Tight ends got involved.
2: Ten combined catches for like 118 yards, I think it was. Um, you know, and a touchdown. Kyle Roof got a touchdown. So good to see the tight ends involved. And um, you know, Vikings offense is humming right now. Um, the other stat that I really like about this three-game winning streak is in those three games, we're averaging 35 runs per game and 30 passes per game. Pretty so, pretty clean. Balanced and just a little on the run heavy side which is exactly what Mike Zimmer wanted you know I, it came off like he wanted to run the ball 80% of the time when he was talking about it publicly especially last year he doesn't really want that he wants balance but i think he felt like he had to come off that strong to get the pendulum to swing back to the middle and kevin stefanski has found the middle 35 runs per game 30 passes per game and i think if you when you're watching these games and then you look at the the passing totals you know, you kind of think, wow, the Vikings are passing the ball all the time. Well, they're not. They're actually running the ball more than they're passing. But that success and that commitment to the running game is what's opening things up in the passing game. And now the passing game is confident and you can get into a situation where you, know, you pass to open open the run, which I, th- I do believe the Vikings did last week in their win over the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, everything looks good right now. For the Vikings offense and now the test is the Washington Redskins and their defense which I know the game was sloppy and there was a monsoon but I mean they're they're, the Redskins did not allow a touchdown last week against the San Francisco 49ers who are undefeated and have a good offense so I don't think um that this Redskins defense you just they're just going to come in here and we're going to automatically walk all over them I think the Vikings are going to have to play uh well uh to score points here against the Washington Redskins now the Redskins offense um, you know, you have a change in head coach from Jay Gruden to Bill Callahan. You have Case Keenum. You have Adrian Peterson, who's a little banged up. Uh, but the one guy that you really have to watch on the Redskins offense is Terry McLaurin, who's super fast, and they design plays for him. Um, like they and, and Bursich broke it down in Vikings game plan this week in the film segment. They design plays for him. So I'm going to be interested to see how the Vikings defense handles McLaurin. I thought they did a good job last week against Kenny Galladay, who had one catch on two targets. Uh, Now the challenge this week in the passing game is going to be McLaurin, who's a a rookie, but he's he's pretty good and he's really fast. Um, So that's sort of my view on the Redskins. Um, When you think about the Redskins, Chris, I mean, we haven't gotten a chance to watch all their games, but we're preparing for them this week. What, any one, two, or three thoughts on the Redskins as the Vikings get set to face them Thursday night?
3: Yeah, I'm going to look at my guy Case Keenum and say he's going to come in here and want to play well. That's pretty much simple as that. You can look at his stats over the season, and maybe they're not great. He started out the season pretty strong in his first couple games, But if you're telling me that that guy's not going to come in here and have some nostalgia... Oh, he can't wait to get in here. He probably can't wait because, yes, the Vikings did pass on him, and, yes, the Vikings did sign Kirk Cousins over him, just like Kirk Cousins was passed on by our opponent this week, the Washington Redskins, when they let him go after six years with the team. So um, I'm watching Case, and I think that the last time he was on the field was the Minneapolis Miracle, am I correct? Yeah. I mean... What do you think he's going to do when he gets uh, here? Uh, well, I mean, I,
2: I thought Case handled it well in his press conference this week. He's like, I've been to a lot of different places, so going back to play with you know my former team is nothing new to me. I get it, but, I mean, eh, we were 13-3 and with him, yeah. right? And the Minneapolis miracle happened. I mean, the last time the Vikings and Redskins played each other, both these quarterbacks played in the game. Just for the other teams.
3: It's crazy. Cousins
2: was with the Redskins, Keenum was here, and the I game mean, was at FedEx at Field. At FedEx
3: Field. I yeah. remember that and game pretty well.
2: Keenum had four touchdowns and two picks and the Redskins scored like thirty one or thirty two points or something like that. It was a close game, you know?
3: Yeah, Cousins had it. I think they scored in the first drive that game. Yeah. If I'm correct.
2: Yeah, I think they did. I think you're right. Yeah. Um so I mean, you know, that's it's an interesting storyline. So um, you know, and it's Thursday night football, so it's a big stage. And and the thing I like about where the Vikings sit right now is it's a short week, and the game's on Thursday night, so it's a big stage. The team knows everyone's going to be watching them. They're confident. They're on a three-game winning streak, and the offense is scoring 36 points per game. They're balanced, and they have the other team, the, the defense, off balance. I like all that. And then the defense, I think, sort of has a like a, a chip-on-the-shoulder attitude right now because they gave up 30 points to the Lions, and they're, they've not been great on third downs like, they're, like they, they have been in recent seasons. So I kind of like... How the week sets up for them because the defense is like they're going to be anxious to get back out on the field. They're going to have some 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 edge to them and a sharpness to them um, that you might not always have when you are playing an opponent and you're so heavily favored. So I like how this kind of this game sets up. I like the spot that the Vikings are in as they get ready for this game because it's not like Buffalo last year when they were 17 and a half point favorites. It was a sleepy game that no one was going to pay attention to. And the Bills came up and, and got us. It, this is not that. This is different. This is Thursday night football, Cousins against his former team, and the defense feeling like they left some plays out on the field last week. So I just I just like this spot for us.
3: Well, the one thing you can say about the Vikings defense is they've been spectacular at home. They've given up 12 yeah, points yeah. in the first game against Atlanta. They gave up 14 against the Raiders at home in Week 3 and 20 points against the Eagles at home um, before, obviously, def- Defeating the Lions, so three games at home. They haven't given up over 21 points in each of the games, so that 21 stat will hold for now, and hopefully it will hold against the Washington Redskins. I think I think it's going to be probably like a 14-point game for the Redskins offense, maybe a little less. We'll okay, see. Well, I hope less.
2: That'd be great. Um, one thing that will happen at the game on Thursday night is the Vikings will induct the newest member of their Ring of Honor. That's going to be Steve Jordan. And, uh, of course, we all know that Steve Jordan's son, Cam, or Cameron Jordan, plays for the Saints. He's a really good player. He plays uh, defensive end for the Saints. So that got uh, producer Jay Nelson thinking a good topic for top five would be best father-son combos who played in the National Football League. Steve Jordan and Cameron Jordan obviously is a good one, but there must be many, many more. So, Corso, you've done the research. You've come up with a list, and I believe you have your top five. So let's run through them because sitting here right now off the top of my head, I would do terribly in this thinking of who they are. I
3: I went and researched this. It wasn't easy. It's not like you would know. There's a few that you would say, oh, yeah, of course, and that's probably number one. Maybe we should start out with number one because it's pretty obvious. Okay. We're going to start out with Peyton Manning. Archie okay. and Eli Manning. That's okay. like, That's come good. on! I the mean, Mannings. you got you got three of the best quarterbacks that you could even think of off your head, all from the same family. Okay, it's pretty good.
2: Yeah, I mean, what three Super Bowls among them, right?
3: It's yeah, three.
2: So Archie some, didn't
3: have one, right? Some
2: MVPs. <laughs> Archie Manning was a Viking, by the way. He was. Um, so okay, Manning's our number one. I can see that. What else you got?
3: Well, there are some coach combos in here. Does that does that count, Jay? Sure. Jay says it does. Okay. For number two, I think I'm going to go, I, I have to do it. I think I'm going to go Buddy Buddy Ryan, Rex oh, Ryan, and Rob Ryan.
2: Buddy Rex and Rob Ryan, very good. Buddy Ryan, the architect of the uh, Monsters of the Midway, or not the Monsters of the Midway, but the 1985 Bears defense. I think every good Bears defense bears the moniker Monsters of the Midway, but the 1985 Bears defense was a Buddy Ryan defense, so. Obviously a very good one. And then Rex took two teams to the AFC title game. Which team was that? <laughs> the Jets. Your squad, the <laughs>
3: Jets. Back-to-back AFC title games by, yes. by Rex Ryan and the Jets. That's a good one. It's mostly because of Buddy. But yeah. All right, next, number three, I went with Howie and Chris Long. Long
2: very good.
3: Yeah, Howie Long, obviously a huge analyst now um, with Fox. Yeah. And obviously, his son Chris Long just retired just retired, and won a bunch of Super Bowls. So, I mean, that's a pretty good number. Did He, three. he won a Super, uh, Super Bowl with the Patriots, he, did he? he?
2: He did. He won with the yeah, Patriots okay. and, and he won the, with the, the Eagles. The Eagles here in our building. Okay, yeah, that, that's a good one.
3: I didn't want to bring up the Eagles one. But. Yeah, we can forget about that. Number four, I am going to go. Th- see, these are tough. I've put a bunch on my list here. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Phil and Chris Sims. Okay. Now, also, Matt Sims, who didn't really play that long. Now, Phil
2: had a great career. He no, really did.
3: No disrespect to my man, Chris Sims,
2: who's been very good to us here at the Vikings Entertainment Network. He's joined us a couple of times. We ran him down on, on Radio Road during Super we Bowl did. week. did. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. So, Chris Sims is our guy. Phil had a great career with the New York Giants. Um, so, that's a good one. Now, you only got one spot left. Uh, I only have one I'll, spot. I'll give you honorable mentions, but just you gotta you gotta be I wanna bring up one that's a,
3: that has a little Jets connection. Well but... do it. <laughs> do it. I'll do Joe and Don Klecko. Oh, okay. Klecko was one of uh my father's favorite pass rushers uh growing up, so I had to bring up that guy. He's not a Hall of Famer yet. He should be. Okay. Um but yeah, I had to go with that one as the last one. There's a bunch more, though. Well, who are the honorable mentions? I didn't bring up Clay Sr. Oh, man- and Clay Matthews because I knew Vikings fans wouldn't want that. So That's, let's drop them. Yeah, but drop them to the honorable mentions. I think that they're in the top five. <laughs> yeah, they're in the top five. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> they're in the top five. Andrew and Oliver Luck. Oh, Andrew Luck okay. just retired. Um, but yeah, they have to be in there. Don, Matt Hasselbeck, Hasselbeck, okay. that, that's pretty good. And Bob and Brian Greasy, okay, very good. So that's that's the list. Um, I think that that does it all. Does Jay Nelson have one more? Let, let's let's tune them up here. I got
0: one more for oh, okay. you. Okay, the Shulas, oh yeah, Don and his sons. Okay, how
3: did
2: I miss coaches? Coaches. coaches, yeah,
0: they were coaches. So do,
2: you know what? I saw a graphic last night on or on Monday night on Monday Night Football. I mean, Belichick does not even, he's not even close yet to Don Shula's
0: Wintle. Which is insane. I mean, I mean, Don. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why Shula, Shula's name, you know, Shula, the first name that comes up is Don. It's Don Shula. Like, yeah. And that's the whole thing. It, like you were talking about earlier, you're talking about coaches. Yep. What okay. so a topic by, by Jay. It's good. I'm it's not like,
2: going to amend your list out of respect. No disrespect. But. Well,
0: then uh, write them out. What do you want? Who are your top five?
2: Um, Manning's number one. Matthews is number two. Um, do, do the Shulas count? They're three. I'd say yes. Shulas are three. For count
0: coaches, yes.
2: Uh, Howie and Chris Long, I'll put at four. And, ah, oh, Greasier Klecko. We can keep Klecko in there at keep five. Keep Klecko in there. Yeah, we'll keep Klecko in there. <laughs> we'll go ahead
3: and keep Klecko in there. Put him in at number five. Oh, my gosh. You're better than a uh, v- caller Van Van. Yeah, I, I wonder if Van – does Van have
2: a submission this week? Not this week. Oh, Van. Come on, man. Let's see. Well, we play the Chiefs. Right, the next the next uh, Minnesota Vikings podcast we'll have is against the Chiefs, so I don't know what he's got there. I bet he could do a, a great Hank Stram impersonation. I, I will bet. say, he
0: has submitted the last couple weeks. We've just had a hard time with some of the stuff that we've had in general yeah. coming yeah. in, so we've, we've, we've gone right. to email topics and stuff like that. But okay. Van, don't give up. We appreciate what you're doing. Absolutely.
2: Plus, Van, I mean, the Cowboys game is coming up, man. We're coming we're coming to your hood. So don't don't go away. Don't be a stranger. Keep them coming. Uh, speaking of the fan voicemail, let's go to that next, Chris. Um, we asked last week for folks to call us and leave us a voicemail about uh, their biggest superstition that they believe helps make a difference in Vikings outcomes. So I do believe we have um, some we have voice, one. We have one voicemail that we want to get to. All right. I can't wait for this. Let's hear it. Hey, Wabi and Chris, it's Mitch Collin from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. This week, you guys are asking about superstitions and
3: rituals.
2: When I used to play football and hockey competitively, I was very superstitious. As you
3: Wabi, I would get dressed the exact same way every single time. Now, that's it's faded a little bit. I'm more of a ritual guy. So on uh, Sunday mornings, I'll usually get up, make a coffee. Same as you, uh, Chrissy, I'll put the uh, bandana on the dog, get all my gear ready. And uh, something else I do is I'll play our week's
2: opponent in Madden. So I'll dummy them really quick and hope that they'll give us some
3: digital foreshadowing for that week. But uh, that's all I got. Have a great week. School bike. Love it.
2: That's pretty good. Yeah, love that one. That's what we wanted to hear. We wanted to hear your rituals and superstitions. That's a pretty good one. I uh, I geeked out on Madden, and uh, I would I would slow play my Madden seasons. Like I would get Madden, you know, Madden seven or whatever, you know, Madden whatever, and I would play one game a week. I would play one game a week and play wow. out the season. I know it took discipline. You know, and then after the season w- was over, I still had football fever, so I would mash through, you know, franchise mode or whatever. Love uh,
3: franchise mode. Yeah,
2: franchise mode was cool. And I don't even know what Madden's got cooking now. The, the latest editions the of Madden. The ultimate
3: team and all those yeah, things I, I, uh, it's I wouldn't be into that. Like yeah. I
2: I just liked franchise mode, you know. So, um, anyway, but I would do some of those same things. So, love it. All right, uh, we have a topic for next week. And uh, we're going to stick to the Steve Jordan theme. So Steve Jordan's going to be inducted into the Vikings' ring of honor. He will be member number 25 of the prestigious group. So that will be fun to take that in on Thursday night, watch Steve Jordan go in, the best uh, tight end in Vikings history. Kyle Rudolph um, thinks he'll have something to say about that when all is said and done. But um, in terms of guys who have finished their career, Steve Jordan, the best tight end in team history, he will go into the ring of honor on Thursday night. So that got us thinking. Who do you think should be on the short list of candidates for the Vikings Ring of Honor? Who's got next? Rack your brains and let us know who you think should go into the Vikings Ring of Honor next. 952-918-8438. 952-918-8438. The next member of the Vikings Ring of Honor should be and why. Call and let us know. All right. Let's wrap this show up. How was Under Center this week?
3: Under Center was great. We had a special guest, Kyle Rudolph, who had a touchdown this week, and he was able to share some uh, some cool things. So definitely check that out. Um, he, he spoke about his basketball career, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He was recruited by Tom Izzo, John Calipari. He was recruited by Duke UNC. Wow. Um, he was a big-time basketball recruit and he spoke about the fact that he was recruited in basketball his freshman and sophomore year of high school. And at that time, you couldn't be recruited for college football until your junior and senior year of high school. So he thought he was going to be a college basketball player for a really long time before he found out that he would be playing Notre Dame football, interesting, and eventually ending up with the Minnesota Vikings. So that was pretty cool.
2: That is pretty cool. So uh, folks can take a listen to that wherever you like to get your podcasts. You can go there and find Under Center with Kirk Cousins, hosted by Mark Rosen. You can also find it on KFAN.com on Vikings.com, the Vikings app in the audio section. That's the place to find Under Center with Kirk Cousins. And, of course, the Vikings app and Vikings.com is where you can find all of our content from the Vikings Entertainment Network. That includes photo galleries from games and practices. It includes content from our staff of writers who do a great job covering the team from every angle. It includes highlights from the games, our television shows, and so much more. So make sure you go to Vikings.com and or the Vikings app check all of that out. Vikings will play on Thursday night. The opponent, the Washington Redskins, Thursday night football. The game can be heard on the Vikings radio network, FM 100.3 The Fan here locally, and all across the Vikings radio network. Voice of the Vikings Paul Allen will have the call. Pete Bursich will be in the booth, and former Vikings Ben Lieber and Greg Coleman will be on the sideline. The pregame show is hosted by Mike Musman. You can catch that about an hour and a half before the game as well. That's going to do it for this episode of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Our thanks to you for listening and my thanks to Jay Nelson and Chris Corso for great work behind the scenes and on the mic. Make sure you call and leave us a voicemail to let us know who the next Vikings Ring of Honor member should be and make sure you stay tuned to Vikings.com the rest of the week for lots of coverage of this game against the Redskins and hopefully some great post-game coverage of a win over the Redskins as the Vikings head into their mini-bye, hopefully, on a four-game winning streak. That's it. This is Wabi signing off for now. Skull Vikings.